Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. Our narrative takes us back to Florida and the imminent arrival of French Protestant Huguenot colonists in 1562. Before doing so, let's set the scene by revisiting European activity in La Florida prior to the French Protestant settlements. Legendary explorer Christopher Columbus never reached mainland North America, but legends suggest that when exploring the waterways between the Bohemian Islands, he and his crew may have caught a far-off glimpse of the Florida coast. The islands of the Bahamas comprise an archipelago extending for about 750 miles, or 1,200 kilometers, from Florida to Cuba. The Bahamas are a part of the West Indies and are considered Caribbean islands, but not part of the Antilles. The West Indies comprises three main island chains that extend in a roughly crescent shape from the eastern tip of the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico and southeastern Florida in the United States to the northern coast of South America. The West Indies lies between the Atlantic Ocean and the Caribbean Sea, with a population of about 35 million. The islands of the Bahamas, at the northernmost part of the West Indies where Columbus made his first landfall, comprise an archipelago of about 700 islands and islets, which are very small islands, and nearly 2,400 keys, which are small, low islands composed largely of coral or sand. The Bahamas extend for about 750 miles, or 1,200 kilometers, from a point southeast of Palm Beach, Florida, to a point off the eastern tip of Cuba and west of the British dependency of the Turks and Caicos Islands. East of Mexico and south of Florida, the islands of the Caribbean were introduced in episode 26. The 2008 television action series, Crusoe, and the 1954 Mexican adventure film, The Adventures of Robinson Crusoe, are both based on the 1719 book by Daniel Defoe, which is claimed to be second only to the Bible in its number of translations. Generally seen as a contender for the first English novel, this story of fiction is presented as an autobiography of the title character, a castaway who spends 28 years on a remote tropical desert island near the coast of Trinidad before ultimately being rescued. Trinidad is the larger and more populous of the two major islands of the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. It is the southernmost island in the West Indies and was visited by Christopher Columbus on his third voyage in 1498. Conquistadors were the cavaliers, knights, soldiers, and explorers of the Iberian empires during the Age of Exploration, who sailed the oceans, conquering territory, opening trade routes, and bringing colonialism to much of the world, including southern North America. In 1513, controversial Spanish conquistador Juan Ponce de Leon searched the Bimini Islands in the Bahamas for the fabled Fountain of Youth, having been told by Native Americans to search the area for the mythical spring that restores the youth of anyone who drinks or bathes in its waters. He was unsuccessful in finding the magic elixir that cured sickness and reversed the aging process, but instead became the first confirmed European to explore Florida and thus set foot on what is now the continental United States. Ponce de Leon decided to explore the Caribbean Sea. In 1513, he led the first known European expedition to La Florida, which he named using the Spanish word flores, meaning flowers. He landed somewhere along Florida's east coast, then charted the Atlantic coast down to the Florida Keys and north along the Gulf Coast. 
Reinstated as the governor of Puerto Rico in 1514, he was authorized to settle Florida by King Ferdinand. It was not until 1521 that Ponce de Leon finally returned to southwest Florida with the first large-scale attempt to establish a Spanish colony in what is now the USA. However, the native Calusa people fiercely resisted the incursion and he was seriously wounded in a skirmish. The colonization attempt was abandoned and its leader died from his wounds soon afterwards. Ponce de Leon will forever be remembered for his unsuccessful quest for the legendary Fountain of Youth. Ponce de Leon was interred in Puerto Rico, and his tomb is located inside the Cathedral of San Juan Batista, a church which I once visited years ago. In my episode 44, we join Spanish conquistador Ponce de Leon on his quest for the Fountain of Youth and exploration of Florida. I recently watched an old biography channel profile of the explorer which was, despite its age, still very good. La Florida explains the name of the state of Florida for all its lovely flowers. And as an annual visitor to the beautiful Sunshine State, I can personally attest of its floral splendor. During the Spanish colonization of the Americas, the Spanish Main was the collective term for the parts of the Spanish Empire that were on the mainland of the Americas and had coastlines on the Caribbean Sea or Gulf of Mexico. The term was used to distinguish those regions from the numerous islands Spain controlled in the Caribbean, which were known as the Spanish West Indies. The Spanish Main included Spanish Florida and New Spain the latter extending through modern-day Texas and Mexico with a major port established along this stretch of coastline at the Spanish settlement of Veracruz. From the 16th to the early 19th century, enormous wealth was shipped from the Spanish Main to Spain in the form of gold, silver, gemstones, spices, hardwoods, hides, and other valuable goods. Much of the wealth was silver in the form of pieces of eight, it was carried to the Spanish Main via the Pacific Coast. Other goods originated in the Far East, having been carried to the Pacific Coast of Spain's possessions on the Manila Galleons from Southeast Asia, often through the Mexican port of Acapulco, and then transported overland to the Spanish Main for onward shipment to Europe. The Manila Galleons were Spanish trading ships which for 250 years linked the Spanish Philippines with Mexico across the Pacific Ocean, making one or two round-trip voyages per year between the ports of Acapulco and Manila, which were both part of New Spain. The Manila Galleons sailed the Pacific from 1565 to 1815, bringing to North America cargoes of luxury goods, such as spices and porcelain, in exchange for New World silver. The route also fostered exchanges that shaped the identities and culture of the countries involved. The Spanish Main became a frequent target for pirates, buccaneers, privateers, and nations at war with Spain, seeking to capture some of these riches. To protect this wealth, the Spanish treasure fleet was equipped with heavily armed galleons. The organization of the fleets in large convoys proved highly efficient, with only a few successful examples of major privateer attacks along the Spanish Main. Few stories of shipwreck and survival can equal that of the 16th century Spaniard Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca, who, cast ashore near present-day Tampa Bay, Florida in 1528, 
survived eight years of hand-to-mouth existence among the Amerindians of the American South and Southwest, and who walked on foot across the plains to the Pacific coast, arriving in Mexico in 1536. The Narvaez expedition was a Spanish journey of exploration and colonization started in 1527 that intended to establish colonial settlements and garrisons in Florida. The expedition was initially led by Spanish conquistador, soldier, and governor Panfilo de Narvaez, who died in 1528 when carried out to sea with some of his men on a raft, never to be seen again. Cabeza de Vaca was one of only four survivors out of 300 men. They were the first known non-Native Americans to see the Mississippi River and to cross the Gulf of Mexico and Texas. In 1542, Cabeza de Vaca published an account of his adventures. His first-person narrative is an exciting tale of survival against the odds. Cabeza de Vaca endured incredible hardships and was, himself, at first enslaved by the Amerindians, forced to dig roots with his bare hands for food. However, he soon showed powers of adaptation that allowed him to survive. He became a trader with the Amerindians and a healer. In return for his cures, the natives gave him food. The success of the survivors' final overland trek in the search of Spanish settlement reflected their comprehension of Amerindian customs and values. They were passed along from one tribe to another, accompanied by an entourage of friendly natives. At each stop, Cabeza de Vaca saw to it that the food and presents he received were distributed to his followers by their chiefs, thus ensuring their loyalty. When finally reaching Mexico City after eight long years among the Amerindians, Cabeza de Vaca had a hard time adjusting to colonial civilization. He writes that the Spanish governor received him very well, giving clothes for him to dress in. But for many days, Cabeza de Vaca could bear no clothing, nor could he sleep except on the bare floor. The French enter the exploration game when the King of France commissions Giovanni da Verrazzano to explore the Atlantic coast of North America between Florida and New Brunswick, including New York Bay, in 1524. Giovanni da Verrazzano, an Italian in the employ of France, thus became the first white man known to have sailed up the Narrows into the Lower Bay, leading to the Upper Bay, New York Harbor, and Manhattan Island. Next time, we pursue our adventures in the New World Territory of Florida as we continue our deep dive into the Protestant Reformation, a form of Christianity that inspired early generations of men and women to cross a perilous ocean with their few belongings, hopes, dreams, and determination, and travel to the shores of North America. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying images. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the ride.